The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. This is part one of our Rogue review. We're going to take a look at Joey the Rat, Vigil, Liquid Courage, Lone Wolf, and I'm out of here. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we write cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around, or are good in one particular deck, get a Blessed Token, while cards we believe are destined for the list of taboos or are simply bad for the game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. Speaking of amazing members of the community, Adam Fraser is the latest patron to Embrace the Darkness. Thank you very much, Adam, for your generous support. It is greatly appreciated. This channel has been a labor of love for the past five years, and it's always nice to find out that players like yourself find this content valuable too. I hope all your pulls from the Chaos Bag are Elder Signs. If you'd like to be amazing like Adam and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I use for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our reviews of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion. For the benefit of new players, we are starting our reviews of the Rogue cards uh, in the box. We're going to start off with an ally. This is Joey the Rat Vigil looking out for number one four-cost asset that has an intellect and agility skill icon ally and criminal trait. As a free triggered ability, you may spend one resource, choose an item asset from your hand, and play it, paying its cost. He has three health, two sanity, and takes up an ally slot. Thoughts about Joey? I've always liked Joey. I've had a soft spot for Joey for some time. I know he's not as good as Leo, but I want him to be as good as Leo. Yeah. Let's examine what his ability actually does. You know, as as I tend to say, if you squint real hard, I think what he what he really does is he gives you kind of an extra action to, but for a play, an extra action, but that action has to be used to play an item, kinda, you know, and you can do it more than once once a turn. So it's like you're spending a resource to get an action, and that action has to be play. So typically, an item asset. Yeah, specifically an item. So I guess we could look at cases where that is more useful than Leo's, Leo DeLuca's um, just gain an extra action. So let's say you want to play a weapon without provoking an attack of opportunity. Joey's your guy. Yeah, I guess if you want to play like multiple weapons or multiple items for some reason, Joey's your guy. Before we had started recording, Man from Lang had mentioned playing something like Cherisky's Hate during Mythos phase. Yep, there you go. Yeah, mid-test or something. Yeah. Joey allows you to play items outside of the normal turn order, which is unusual. Yeah. 
So using Joey to put soak down, using Joey to put weapons down. So I guess what he lets you do is he, le he lets you hang on to items in your hand until you absolutely need them. Yeah, which is nice. And you can put them down without provoking attacks of opportunity, which is also nice. So I guess the ideal use of Joey the Rat is if you had items that made you money, then you're in really good shape. You know, because you have to spend resources to play the item, and then you get mm -hmm. the money back. Yeah. Well, we had just reviewed Bob and Edge of the Earth, and Bob has Schaffner's catalog, so that could be... Oh, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, so you need, like, Joey the Rat and Schaffner's catalog. That seems to be the match made in heaven. So what do you go to Joey, and he just hands you a Sears catalog, and he says, uh, you can just order what you want. Yeah. Turns out he's actually a multi-level marketing guy. <laughs> and... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he's okay. I would imagine that somebody at the table is going to play Leo DeLuca, and maybe there's somebody else that is also playing ro a rogue and mm -hmm. also needs an ally. And I yeah. think Joey's a suitable, a suitable ally. Okay. He has a yeah, good I... amount of soak on him. Oh like, yeah, the the three um the three um health soak is is quite good. Plus, look at that look at that um artwork. He looks like he looks kind of like Sasha Baron Cohen, kinda. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that I have uh, I have never played Joey. When I am uh, playing solo, I tend to gravitate towards Leo because I find the just having an extra action is a lot more flexible than having an action a free action that I can play an item. I think Joey gets better as the as your card pool expands because you have a lot more options for items and certainly with the release of of Bob Jenkins in the uh, Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion who is uh, all about the items Joey gets uh, more interesting there is a level 3 upgrade for Joey in uh, Weaver of the Cosmos yeah I just uh, I've never really gravitated towards Joey. I've always played Leo, and I can appreciate the amount of soak and, and stuff like that. I guess Joey's real power is that you can you can break the turn order with his ability, which is, I guess, theoretically good, but, again, I've just never really needed him. Yeah, it's a tough one to make work really well, because if you want to play Joey... He kind of he kind of makes you want to play a lot of items, but if you draw a lot of items and not Joey, it's kind of slow to put them out. Now, in, in your case, Mr. Lang, in True Solo, you probably want Leo to Luca because you want to, you're going to be moving a lot and investigating a lot and fighting a lot and evading a lot. It sounds like you probably don't need lots of, of play actions. Yeah, I, I tend Joey not to play a lot you. of cards, so having somebody who plays items for you just items for you is not yeah. not something i'm not an effect i'm looking for all that often to be honest mm -hmm. i much prefer just having the versatility of the action that leo gives me and even though he is more expensive okay so yeah i think the ideal case here is someone who um has a lot of cheap items that you don't always want to put out there until you need them so in your in the case of like Bob Jenkins or anybody who can, I mean even Jenny Barnes to an extent because Jenny Barnes can hang on to say leather coat until he needs the soak. So someone like Jenny who can like make a bunch of money and then play her weapons and play her items in the moment she needs them. I can see that working out with Joey for her. Yeah, it, he also lets you kind of dodge the the double action tax of certain items like the next card we're going to talk about, 
So okay. I think it'd be useful in that regard too, where you need to both play something and trigger its activation effect in the same turn. Yeah, because yeah. two actions to play something and then immediately use it, it's kind of a lot. Yeah. So how would we uh, rate Joey? I've been debating between a bless token and a zero, personally. I I think that Joey's one of those cards that you could get benefit out of in most decks, but he's really one of those cards that rewards you for playing a particular playstyle. So mm -hmm. I think a bless token's the most appropriate rating for him. I think in a full card pool, you're looking at a bless token. But I think in the card pool we're looking at of core and dunwich i don't think there's just enough items to really make it work so i think i'm going to give him an elder thing for this context you think so yeah feel... because there's just not enough items i feel like wendy could make decent use out of it yeah but like... then you gotta say you've also got leo de luca there standing by you know for that 90 percent of the time you know yeah but you know again you you sometimes you want to play four allies and you're gonna need a fourth one. Yeah, sticking with it though, and you know, sticking with my other thing, it's just it's just it's very narrow and you kind of need a lot of cards to get there. I think in the core Dunwich you just don't have enough. I think I'm gonna give Joey, man. I have a tough time giving him more than an elder thing simply because with Leo standing there next to him. I'd rather have the versatility of any action I want rather than one that's just limited for items. And I think Joey is probably one of those uh, allies that gets a little better as your card pool grows and you have more items to choose from. I also find that, you know, typically you want to be playing items at the beginning of a scenario rather than later. And so Joey is one of those cards you really sort of want in your opening hand while you're setting up so you can get the most value out of his ability later you're just sort of playing in a four cost ally for the soak once you're set up so i mean there are tricksy things you can do with him but i just feel like those situations are are rare whereas leo the you know leo is just blunt force here's an action do with do with it as you will whatever you want and as a solo player, I much prefer that to, to having somebody like Joey at my side. The next card we're going to talk about is Liquid Courage. It's a one-cost asset with a willpower skill icon item and illicit trait. Uses four supplies as an action. Spend one supply. Choose an investigator at your location to heal one horror. Then that investigator tests two willpower. If this test succeeds, he or she heals one additional horror. If this test fails, he or she discards one card at random from his or her hand. Thoughts on Liquid Courage? This has to be Vase's pet card. I don't think I've ever played a game with him where he hasn't had this in his deck. <sighs> I can understand why. I mean, having some healing in your deck feels kind of important if you're playing multiplayer, especially, because someone's going to go down in horror. That being said, I, I, I played Liquid Courage a lot, but I find it it's kind of slow. And one thing that's kind of ironic about Liquid Courage is that it's a rogue card, but rogues tend to be like kind of the worst at using it because you gotta make that willpower test. This has always been a card that he he feels like he's gonna get the most bang out of his bang for his buck, but then it 
really never does. It often feels like you just heal a horror or discard a card, and then you feel terrible. Yeah, this is kind of a tough one, um, because because of the skill test involved and the fact that it takes an action. It's also worth noting that later in the set, and I think it's worth comparing Liquid Courage to Smoking Pipe, which also heals horror but doesn't take actions, but deals you damage. So, like the ideal case for Liquid Courage is that you put it down there and you spend you spend four actions and you end up healing a total of eight horror. That's that is quite a lot. Willpower tests are involved though. It's probably better than Clarity of Mind, right, Mister Lang? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can get that extra healing out of it. I I used to play this card quite a bit and then quit because it's a bad card for rogues. I mean, they sure, they get to heal a horror, but then they're going to fail that, will probably fail that willpower skill test. And so you're never going to get that one additional horror and you're going to discard a card. So I think the only reason to really play this as a rogue is if you are playing in multiplayer and you want to provide liquid courage to other players at the table. And as someone who predominantly plays solo, I'm never in that position. And so while this is, I think, better than a lot of the healing cards out there because you do have the option to get that, that second heal out of it, yeah, I just... I did put this in my deck early on and then just took it out and I haven't revisited it since. It just if you don't get that second heal out of it, it's it's pretty slow and it's not particularly good for skids. You know, Wendy or um yeah, Wendy can maybe make some use out of it. Um Jenny I mean she's going testing three V two Skids is 2v2, Wendy's 4v2, I think, which is probably your best bet. So, so one thing I will note is that um, if your card pool is only Core and Dunwich, you don't have a lot of options. So um, I remember we uh, spent a, a decent amount of time discussing in our revised Core review about how Wendy Adams, she has very little Sanity Soak in like the Core set. And... Liquid Courage can actually help with that. Remember, Wendy Adams, her signature weakness deals her two direct horror. So if she's if she doesn't have access to a lot of Sanity Soak, then this starts looking pretty good because she can actually make that willpower test. The same might be true for um, for Zoe Samaras because she can play this. And she's got, what, four willpower? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there might be something there if you're like Wendy or Zoe. If Zoe's looking for Sanity Soak... Then she probably then her best option is probably Holy Rosary, but Holy Rosary takes up the same slot as her cross. So if you're if you're trying to play the cross, you know you're kind of like you have like conflicts there. So maybe someone like Zoe, you know, who just needs the sanity soak and would probably rather play this than Clarity of Mind. You know, there there might be something there in the the small card pool situation. Yeah, I was thinking maybe even like two player or multiplayer where. Yeah. You have Wendy on your team, and then you also have Agnes. And Agnes, oh, there you go. Yeah, Agnes yeah. actively wants to take horror to kill enemies, so you can like use this on Agnes to give her some some much needed reprieve, so she can keep using her ability. I could see that being pretty decent. And yeah. Agnes has five willpower, so I mean she's gonna pass that <laughs> test ninety percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she'll pass that test. Are there any cases 
in this card pool where taking just taking a test is like a good thing. There is a a, a level situation. one upgrade for this card in the Winifred Havamok starter deck. If if you do enjoy playing this card, there is an option there. The illicit trait becomes a little more relevant as your card pool expands. It doesn't do very much right now, but there are cards like Fence down the road. I think probably Wendy or maybe Zoe has the the best. If you're using it to heal yourself, then you know, Wendy, Zoe, you know, like you said, Agnes has a good chance of passing that willpower skill test. I think if you're putting this in your deck to, to heal a rogue or heal yourself as a rogue, man, it's just, you're going to have to probably commit cards to pass the skill test. And then if you fail, you're going to discard a card at random, which is oh, like, if right, it was random, if it was like, choose a card in your hand and discard it, that would be better, but I mean, so you're going to commit a bunch of cards, you fail, now you're randomly discarding a card. It just, I don't think it works in in most of, you know, in either really Skids or or Jenny. How would we rate Liquid Courage? I know Vase would give this a zero, so I got to give this an Elder thing. It's, it's just too niche. <laughs> yeah, I, I admit I have a soft spot for... Um... I have a soft spot for anything that um, helps the party, which I have a feeling Vase is thinking along the same lines. You can help, you can help others, but I can see if you're playing Leo Deluca, and you're like Wendy or maybe maybe even Jenny, you've got extra actions. You can use those actions to help the team. I, I can see why you would play Liquid Courage in that case. So I think I'll give this a zero as well, but for a different reason. I think for action-based healing, it's decent. You know, it's better than clarity of mind for sure. I'm gonna give this one an elder thing. I don't really like this card, to be honest. I it's a healing card. We already know how I feel about healing cards most of the time. I mean the option to get an extra heal is is nice, but I think the solo player in me here outweighs any sort of multiplayer considerations. Maybe if I was playing multiplayer I would consider this to help somebody out at the table, but when I'm playing by myself, this is just not. If I'm playing a rogue, like a pure rogue, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. Maybe Wendy, but I mean, the problem is once your card pool expands even a little bit, Wendy has way better options, I think, than this. So, you know, she gets the Cheris keepsake and, oh, right. you know, that between that and recursion, you're your sanity issues are pretty much solved so not a huge fan of of liquid courage the next card is lone wolf it is a one cost asset with an agility skill icon talent limit one per investigator when your turn begins if there are no other investigators at your location gain one resource probably one of the best rogue cards in the set if not the best yeah, there's not much to say about this card. It's uh really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so too. Um that being said, it is a little difficult to make work in a multiplayer game. But if your will if your team is willing to work with you to like do turn order, you can actually get this to f get this to fire more often than you would think. Of course, it shines in one and two player because you're going to get that resource all the time and who doesn't need resources? <laughs> yeah, it, it basically turns any investigator into Jenny. 
and then turns it's Jenny just... into into double Jenny. It's like double mint gum, twice the green, twice the fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there really isn't much to say about this. If you get it early, you slam it down, you're going to feel great. Yep. If you draw it late, it's going to be terrible. Uh, that being said, also, this doesn't feel bad to lose to Crypt Gel. You can lose this to Crypt Gel, can't you? Yeah. Easily, so you, if yeah. you get this down early, you put this down there, and you can also uh, it can also be your um, like your your soak for Crypt Gel. And then that oh, what was that Dunwich Treachery that makes you shuffle something back into your deck, and then you have to like discard the top three cards of your deck? I'll throw it up oh. on the screen. It's yeah, I can picture the art, but I can't picture the uh, the name. Yeah, there's like a guy going. Yeah, like the guy with unlimited power. Yeah, except it's shuffling things back into his deck. Yeah, getting a steady drip of resources is pretty awesome. Obviously, the earlier you play this, the more you profit from it. I think the probably the biggest issue with this card is just forgetting to take the resource because it's one of the few things that happens when your turn begins. It's it's unusual in that respect. There aren't many effects that trigger when your turn begins. And so I have to always make a concerted effort to remember, like, take the lone wolf money, take the lone wolf money whenever I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> right. It there are is... two cards that everybody forgets in this set. Lone wolf and Peter Sylvester. <laughs> it yeah, is... For challenging to trigger in multiplayer but in, like you said metastrophic if you work with the other players at the table as long as they sort of vacate where you are before your turn begins you can still get the resource out of it and the nice thing about lone wolf being in this particular set is that all of the investigators in the box can take it and so if you are concerned about your resource generation whether you're playing guardian seeker mystic or survivor you all have the option of of putting a lone wolf in your deck and it's not unique in any way doesn't take up a slot so if everybody wants to bring lone wolf to the game more power to you one of the decisions you have to make with lone wolf is whether to play one or two copies because the second copy is kind of redundant and so while it's you sort of want to play two because you want it down as early as possible, that second copy isn't going to be as valuable. So you have to sort of decide whether you're willing to sort of skimp on going down to one copy or not. I mean, it does have an agility skill icon, but uh, that's, you know, that's not really a, a huge consideration. I mean, just getting one resource a turn is is pretty amazing. And I found that when you get this down, you can really, it just sits there and suddenly you'll look up and be like, oh, I have like 15 resources. How did that happen? And your resource, any resource issues you were expecting to have for the game are basically gone. How would we rate this one? I'm going to give this an Elder Sign. This card is really good. It's one of the few cards that I feel solves a really critical problem for a lot of investigators like Zoe. Being able to generate additional resources is so valuable. And since every investigator in the box can take this card, it's just such a great way to have access to more resources. Yeah, I think um, between solo play, where this is great, Zoe, where this is great, Jim, where this is great, Jenny, which is like actually really good because what's better than two resources a turn, three resources a turn. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this thing, um, especially in the context of Core and Dunwich, I think it's definitely another sign. 
when your card pool expands and you have more options and you have the ability to fill more of your deck slots with resource generating cards, then I think it loses stock. But in this context, I think it's an elder sign because you don't have that many um, resource options until you hit what hot streak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this card pool also has a lot of the talents and that you're probably still playing in your deck and, yeah, you know this just yep. turns into free stat boost, which is great. That's right. That's right. Outlet for um, you have a nice outlet for your resources. Yeah, I think this is a uh, this is another sign card. If you're playing a rogue, or even if you're playing um, any of the Dunwich Investigators, and you can take this card, consider it. Yeah, this is a an easy elder sign for me. If I'm when I'm playing solo, and I'm looking for off class cards, you can't really go wrong by making sure your resource generation is is taken care of there is a bit of a timing issue you do try to want to get this down early but if you do your resource issues are going to be solved for the remainder of the game as as long as you remember to take that resource at the start of your turn which uh, i know i have forgotten on occasion and i'm probably not the only one just because it's there aren't that many triggers at the start of your turn so but yeah you can't really go wrong and it is nice that it is in this box with the dunwich legacy investigators i have been playing this recently in a in a jim culver deck and it just makes everything a lot easier because you can afford things which is uh, fantastic the next card we're going to talk about is I'm Out of Here. It is a free event that has two agility skill icons, the Trick and Spirit trait. Play only if there is a scenario card with the Resign ability in play. Resign! You get the hell out of here. This is a, a big thematic win for rogues. The, uh, the two agility skill icons are awfully nice. It's free. You can play it from anywhere on the table, so this card can literally break scenarios, certain scenarios <laughs> in this game. Just thinking of Doom of Etsley for one, where you have to go into the catacombs and then make your way out. And what's better than making your way out than just leaving from the, the end location and basically bypassing half of the game? <laughs> what do you guys think about this one? I've always loved this card. I remember when I first was going through my collection of Dunwich cards and I read this card and I just it actually outwardly burst out in laughter. Great yeah, card. Yeah, because it's kind of... I'm not sure if the right term is breaking the fourth wall by saying uh, you get the hell out of here like in the game text. You know, it's like... Uh great it, it's it definitely not just... feels like the developers were trying to be funny and it yeah it exactly worked out really well yeah yeah exactly like it's yeah. it's not only a huge flavor win but having this as a one of in your deck is really quite good yeah. in a lot of scenarios just like you were saying just being able to bypass so many obstacles when you need to resign is so good yeah this is rogue this is a rogue movement card really this is uh this is one of those cards that like kind of was supposed to solidify rogue as the movement class you know between this and elusive and i think we're going to be talking about think on your feet later on this is kind of like rogue movement now notice the rogue movement comes with like asterisks next to it you know where it's situation you know where it's got limitations on when you can actually use it and but rogue movement tends to be really really strong in the proper situation that it was designed for and i think this is no exception yeah, it's hard it's hard to really think about this one because if you want to like win the scenario quote unquote, 
you, you'd want to never play this. Well, there's still, well, there are still a few. There are a few cases like Doom of Etsley, The Asylum, not where there's Doom a, awaits. But, there's uh, a bunch of scenarios that require. Yeah, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, Midnight Masks. Mm -hmm. um, although that one you can resign at any time, so never mind. Yeah. Um, the Last King. There's uh, a bunch. I mean, Ninja yeah, there actually is right? a bunch. Yeah, yeah, there's more. That's oh wow. There's actually more than I than I than I thought. Scenarios where you actually want to resign. I think within the context yeah. of the Dunwich Legacy, I mean, you've got extracurricular activity, which you want yes. to resign. You've got the house always wins, where you want to resign. Yeah, you've got right. Miskatonic Museum, where you don't really want to resign, but no. um, push comes to shove, you can. Uh, I don't think this plays a role in Essex County Express or um, Blood on the Altar. Undimensioned and Unseen, there is a yeah. resign option on the table from the beginning of the game, yeah. so it can save you there. I don't think it works particularly well in Where Doom Awaits or Lost in Time and Space. No, it works very well in multiplayer in Lost in Time and Space, actually. Yeah, because if, the if you map get shifts, separated. Yeah. yeah, that like, I'm out of here is how you, you know, because the map shifts around. And so your route to resigning in um, where, do, where in Lost in Time and Space is not always doable. So being able to just, I'm out of here is quite nice as like the final action of the of the campaign. Yeah. Plus, like, in every other scenario, it has two agility icons, so you can yeah. always just commit it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this this to me is is the cool. ideal target for another card we're going to talk about, Adaptable, which lets you swap in level zero cards. You can take this out for the scenarios you don't need it, put something better in, and then you, if you if you're playing a scenario where you may need to resign, you swap it back in. It's got two agility skill icons if you don't happen to need it. And away you go. So in the art, the guy in the background, is the guy in the background chasing the guy in the foreground? Yes. Okay. I don't so know what like, that glowing thing is. Is that a Are those more? Like a yeah, I think it's more people. Yeah, okay. there's another person behind the one that can be oh, seen. Oh, I see it now. I wonder if this guy's running from the cops. Cause that's a, oh yeah, because you see behind you see behind him like to his left, there's another person with a flashlight. Yeah, it looks like he's being chased by cultists or something, or the police. Yeah. I wonder if anyone stopped to tell him that his backpack is open. So whatever he stole is gonna fly out of his backpack if he's not careful. He stole the Necromicon. Yeah, maybe that's how you represent the fact that you drop your clues when you resign. Is like your backpack's open, and all the clues fall out. There you go. There you go. How would you rate this one? I've always quite liked this card, especially with the combo with Adaptable that you mentioned earlier. I think within the context of Core and Dunwich, this is a pretty easy plus one for me. It's got good icons, it's got a good ability, and specifically within Rogue, you can always swap it out when you don't need it. And if you're not a Rogue, it's got two agility icons. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think, I think I'm going to give this a zero. And the reason why is if your deck can make good use of the agility icons as in this is what will put you over to evade something that's difficulty three then it's pretty good like if you're 
oh yeah, Agnes can't take this. <laughs> but anybody who's agility three or higher, I think this works really well with. But if you're playing someone who can take this, but their agility is only like two, you know, then you're only gonna really use it for the the resign, which you may not always need. So someone like Rex with three agility, good. Someone like Zoe with less than three agility, not so good. So I, I think I'm gonna give it a zero. I'm gonna give this one a blessed token because I think this is just one of those cards that I want it in the deck for when I'm going to resign. If I know I'm gonna play a scenario that I want to resign, I want this in my deck. Otherwise, I feel like there are better options. And so that's why I tend to, I, I'm gravitating towards a blessed token for this one because I feel it, it's really sort of scenario specific a lot of the time. That's going to do it for part one of our look at the rogue cards in the Denwich Legacy Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Any final thoughts on uh, these cards? This was a neat batch to actually open up our rogue review with. Because these cards are kind of like funky. You know, you have Joey, which is like kind of specific, but can do cool things. Liquid Courage, eh, it's kind of middling, but you know, we've discussed when it's useful and when it's not useful. Lone Wolf, great. I'm out of here. Fun. You know, it, these are these are not like straightforward cards. I think this is a good batch to start with. Yeah, I think that uh, rogues get a lot of, you know, fun cards where it's, Something like Joey, you know, he's he may not be Leo, but he can definitely break the turn order in interesting ways if you're if you're looking for something like that. Lone Wolf is just good, and and uh, I'm out of here is one of those that really, it, I mean, if you play it at the right time, it wins a scenario for yeah. you. So it's it it has uh, the power to be exceptionally powerful, especially in scenarios like some of the ones we see later like doom of etsley where you know having to go in and trek out can be a real chore or even if you're playing dunwich lost in time and space i mean that scenario you can have locations disappear out from underneath you and then you have to make your make the long trek back to the resign location if you've got i'm out of here it's taken care of you can be at the the starting location and you're fine because it doesn't care where that resign ability is on the table. So I think it's it's probably one of those cards that's better once you've played scenarios a couple times and you know when it's going to be useful rather than, I think if you're doing a blind playthrough, I'm not necessarily sure I'd put that card in my deck, but certainly later on, once I know what to expect, it's uh, it's quite valuable. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your other sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.